0: Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer
0: to your goals.
1: Robots Radio presents.
0: You're listening to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast, the best way for everyone from experienced dungeon masters to those curious about DD to learn more about the worlds, creatures, and lore of Dungeons and Dragons. Well, welcome back to the Dungeons & Dragons lore cast! I'm your host, the Almighty Crit. And today, Sergio is not joining me. He had parental duties and responsibilities to attend to. But in his stead, we have our wonderful returning patron, Reaper. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Dad's away. <laughs> it's time to play. <laughs> Uh, so, today, we, we, we racked our brains between me and Reaper to figure out what we wanna talk about today. And you know what? I, I want to talk about the greatest D&D moments for our own campaigns and own adventures. I love, I don't know about anybody else, but I love hearing about everybody else's D&D adventures and their uh, explorations and the stories that they develop and the friends they make along the way. It's all great. I love hearing them. You get some funny moments from some people. Sometimes you get some heartbreaking, serious moments. And other times you just get some weird moments. And I love all of the moments e- to equally. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments today. And <laughs> I, I'm going to throw the floor to you, Reaper. Yeah, <laughs> put you on the spot. So what's a favorite moment you've had in your most recent D&D campaign?
1: Yeah. Uh kind of think uh we were like last night but before
0: that it was two weeks so i think back a while it's gonna be way back oh damn i'll say i have one if you want i can go ahead yeah (laughs) so this was a D D session that was put on by a friend of mine he let me bring back an old character, an old favorite of mine, uh, Ronan Timblar. I talk about him a lot. He was a long-running D&D character for me. I actually played his for, I think, eight years total. Like, real-world years. So, he had a long run with me. Uh, One of my favorite moments with him was when I rode a colossal spider off the side of a cliff. I he used to carry these large scimitar blades and I drove them after passing a series of climb checks that were extremely difficult to get onto the back of the spider. I then drove the scimitars into the neck of the spider and utilized that plus animal. Um, oh goodness, it's been forever since I played 3.5. Uh, how uh, handle animal. I use handle animal checks to drive this spider off the cliff. And it was fabulous because I survived the fall, but the spider did not. <laughs> but that was that was one of the first ones that came to my mind. I was like, "This is awesome!" It was it definitely went down in uh, history with our TTRPG group. Did you did you think of one yet?
1: <laughs> yes, I have. So this was actually from this was from last night's session. Oh, we were, yes, we uh, so we left the second city. That we that we've been in, we traveled along the road, and the party saw a bell in the forest, like a shining bell in the forest. And we rung it, or they they were I as soon as I saw, I actually went to stealth. <laughs> I went stealth as soon as I saw it. Oh god, what was so, it? it? It was it was a bell with oh fuck um, what's spell like amplifies. Sounds uh, sound something like that. If they oh, said it last night, I forget it.
0: You're gonna you're gonna make me rack my brain on this one, sir. Yes, I am, because uh, I've got it. Too. <laughs> I wanna say it's just called Amplify. Um, uh, let's see. Let's go through my online spell compendium here. Oh, let's see here. Oh, it's Amplify. Amplify was a okay, yeah, simple yeah. alteration spell used to alter the volume sound. Yeah. So I was right. It's Amplify. Yeah, I think what it was it was
1: there was like a shining ball of like Amplify, on, I'm pretty sure. And the the party rung it and then well, there was a fight with an owlbear. And so while they were fighting, I just snuck I just snuck back to the carriage. And played <laughs> my bagpipes.
0: I, I slinked away.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: it took me a whole two oh. dashes. Goodness, I um, I had <sighs> a uh, I had another one where I played Cronin the Mouseling. and uh, he was a klepto, so he had an infinite bag of holding that he would just steal and put everything in. At one point, I stole a catapult, and. What eventually happened was I realized I couldn't do any damage of this little mouseling with my literal pen as a rapier. It was this is little, a little pokey pen. It couldn't do any damage. So what I did was I started getting the bag of holding. I'd pull out the catapult, and then I would just lob things at enemies. At one point, I stuck an entire farm worth of animals in my bag of holding. So at one point, I did, in fact, catapult a cow, at a um at a pit fiend so it was it was fabulous because this cow hit it and everyone stopped because the dm was the only one paying attention to me while i was like i'm going to load the catapult with a cow so he narrated this entire scene where it was very serious the fight was going on people's hit points were lowering and this catapult he says this catapult in the background just you hear it spring and you look and you see this cow catapulting across the field. And it was fabulous. I was like, that that again will live on in history. Uh, especially since the cow apparently uh, did 10d10 10 10 worth of damage. Don't ask me how. I don't think that's appropriate. But, you know, <laughs> I didn't question it.
1: <laughs> I, I want to imagine it was the the scene from Money Path and, and the Holy Grail. That's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this, nice. is, this would
0: be the greatest. This would be fantastic. We, I'm, I'm doing <laughs> this right now. So, nice. we've talked about some <sighs> moments. Um, I'm going to ask you uh, on a personal level: What do you feel like makes a great D and D moment for you?
1: Ooh. I would say it's just something interesting that like a party member would do like a' uh, like a really hard just interesting check that would that would be bored
0: mm so for me, I feel like the moments that live on in my mind are either the most ridiculous moments or the moments that you truly you needed a crit every step of the way to pull off just the most epic of moments. And I, I feel like, I don't know about how you feel, but I feel like that these moments aren't, I feel like they aren't celebrated enough in modern TTRPG campaigns with party members. Uh, I mean, have you, have you had, what's your experience when somebody does something in your current party? What's your experience when somebody does something just fantastic?
1: Uh, maybe we thinking man. Come on.
0: (laughs) Um, I mean, like, do people react like they're like, oh, this is awesome, and then never talk about it again, or is it one of those things that you um, continually bring up through games?
1: I really haven't had any that many, like, really cool, like, moments yet. As we're like, we're just like traveling right now, we're just like traveling. Um, and it's been a while since we've actually been together. So, but, um, something I can think of, sorry. Uh, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm
0: just like, yeah. So for me, what I mean by they don't celebrate them enough is I've played in a few games with other groups, uh, not recently. Cause I've pretty much got my own confined group. With all the podcasts we run, um, but it, prior to establishing these podcasts in this group, I had a few groups I'd run with. And what I found was is that people would, in the moment, they'd be excited, you know, they'd be celebratory and it'd be awesome. But then it's one of those things where people wouldn't bring it up again. And it was kind of a letdown, you know, because when I first started playing, the most yeah. epic moments would be brought up over and over again. Still to this day, since I play with one of the guys that actually originally taught me D and D, it's still brought up to this day. Our antics with my first character, you know, the reminiscing of the epic moments. I feel like is kind of lacking in most groups nowadays, and it's. I feel like part of that reason is because a lot of the games are done online. You know, these are people you're playing groups with, but you know, you're worlds away. So you know, it's not like you're getting together yeah. together all the time just to hang out and watch a movie or you know, hang out as friends. You're just online playing games together. So I feel like this is one of those things, yeah. one of those, you know, momentary things that we're losing throughout time. We're losing those epic moments. You know the 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 longevity of those epic moments. Reapers yeah. just nods his head. He goes, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, goodness." Well, we talked a lot about this kind of stuff. So, do you have another epic
1: moment? Um, not that I can remember right now. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we actually um, I guess it was, it was kind of yeah. I can't think of anything.
0: <laughs> so I do. I want to mention something. Uh, Mary in chat says, as far as epic moments go, I've only ever played online. I think it could be built to happen, it just takes the right group. I agree with that statement. I don't know how you feel. Yeah. I yeah, feel
1: that kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like the right group getting together more often. Sure, it can it it'll definitely be, you know, cohesive and it can create that environment of reminiscing. Um, especially if part of that group is in person you know part of that group is you know two friends that meet online but they you know work together or you know whatever that would really be a cohesive environment for that purpose but you know that's that's what that's why i feel like online gaming is great do not get me wrong i love it i love being able to reach across the world and play with anybody i want But we, in the same note, it's, you know, equivalency of exchange here. We got to lose some things to get that accessibility. Um, But technology is making it more readily available for us to have those models. You know, they've just, uh, I don't know if you've seen it advertised. Um, Cannot think of the name of it for life of me. But they now have digital maps, like 3D renderings of like dungeons and things that you can create as the DM and share it worldwide with your party members.
1: Really? Oh,
0: yes, wow. yes. Uh, if I find it, I'll have to I'll have to link it in the show notes at some point or talk about it oh, with wow. the episode. But this is something they've rolled out with. And yeah, you can build your uh, yeah. as a DM. You can build your own dungeon or whatever. And then your party members worldwide can pull up their tablets. All they have to do is log into this app, and I'm sure like use a code or something. But they can pull up their tablets, and they can see in real time this map you've created. 3D rendering. And they can actually move their own miniatures through it. So basically, what you have is a 3D rendering of your tabletop game anywhere in the world. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm stoked I'm for this. Kind of stoked. I'm excited. Because then also if even if you're That's using cool. a person, you can save a lot of room. And I don't like to admit it, but you can save oh, yeah. money on minis. I'm still gonna buy them. <laughs> I love my yeah. mess, but uh, it's technology is allowing us to go further. So yeah. I welcome it. I'm ready for it. Yeah, we're going to lose a few things, but well, Mary, Mary brings up a good. A good point. Um, Mary and chat says we try to roleplay between sessions and channels built for it into discord. This allows for it to be more of an around the clock thing, which has added to us being able to create epic moments. See, that's that's another thing. You don't have to 100 percent lose those moments. That's what I'm talking about right there. You can create those environments to, you know, foster that level of cohesiveness and, you know, bring back those epic moments internationally, you know? And that's why I said technology is not our enemy in this. We just have to figure out the kinks. We have to figure out what we're losing and how we can get it back. You know, and a lot of groups are already doing this. You know, Mary's got her discord you know there's there's this new app coming out that you can see 3d renderings we're getting these things and it's because of technology yeah so all that being said that's a lot we talked about a lot in about 15 minutes (laughs) yes so i want to switch gears for a little bit are there any moments that you wish never happened during your campaign is there, like, any regrets for you? Hmm.
1: There's two I can think of off, right off the top of my head. It's, um... the king and princess dying from the, uh, the town we just left, last session. As well as us getting rested that same night. Same Same night... Set, like uh, in game session, in game oh. time speaking.
0: So this all happened during one play session.
1: Uh, we had, we got arrested near the end of the play, of the of the, uh, of the play session where the uh, king and princess died. And then we had like an interrogation session after. You no, know, no. Then we then we were actually uh, set free. Now we're kind of chasing after the the hag that killed the king.
0: So were you guys, like, framed for it or something? Uh, no. Well, uh,
1: I would say not, not, not necessarily, no.
0: So what did you get arrested for?
1: <laughs> we, well, see, the guards, like, kind of, because we were in the uh, the king's room trying to help him out. Mm. We went to. It was the ethereal dimension. Mm. We went to like another dimension. Mm. Forget what it was, but where we saw a hag control. We saw a hag controlling like the king, kind of, and then we hauled the hag. The hag escaped back to the physical plane, decapitated the king, then mm. ran away. Then we, all of us, uh, the princess and the party, teleported back. And then a, a uh, intellect, of, intellect devourer. Yeah, that's a little like, feels mm-hmm. like a brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of popped out of her head. And we called that. Then, actually, that session, actually we had a new, a new player jo- joining us there's the, a the, the lieutenant war with a zombie companion
0: ooh that,
1: I think, yeah, I mean, but yeah, so he can actually he, he so he essentially turned the princess back into a zombie so that was <laughs> that was interesting, so wait, see how are these not epic moments you're talking about? <laughs> I'm just now remembering them, that's kind of why. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we totally turned this, we totally turned the princess into a zombie. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs>
1: well, that was like two weeks ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so there was that, and we kind of were taken jail, integrated. They, they kind of saw that we had we were just wrong place, wrong time. So then we we left and. We're now traveling and we went, we, the town we actually are now in is a town of giants and gnomes.
0: See, again, another epic moment that you're not talking about. A town full of giants and gnomes. I already want to play in this world. (laughs) I see. And this is the, the whole arrest thing is a moment you wish didn't happen. Oh, yeah, that's what we were on. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I was like, yeah, like, wait, it's okay. Oh, yeah. You had an epic moment. You wanted um, to share it. So for our listeners yeah. at home, that was an epic moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. I kind of wish we like like that didn't happen, but it was. It kind of us the story along. So.
0: Mm. So. My I wish it didn't happen moment, I rarely have any of these because usually even the moments that I did, wish didn't happen, I can always twist them around and, you know, turn them to work for our favor or somebody in the party does it, you know, we we call those the backhanded epic moments. You know, you, you, you twist the DMs trying to manipulation tactics to your advantage. Um But no, there was a moment I wish didn't happen, which was uh it was my first first game I had ever played. Um and I was actually there with uh, one of my um, fellow uh, Fumbling Four members, uh, Daniel. Um, we were we were in this sort of giant room, and I don't quite remember exactly everything that happened. But long story short, I didn't truly know how to use my character, and I ended up getting into a fight with a werewolf. Or no, it was a were-tiger, and immediately was beheaded. Ah. Oh. So, I didn't understand at the time that Rangers didn't do well with close range. They weren't, you know, they were really built for long range kind of. I didn't understand that. So, trying to go hand to hand as a level like two and two e days with a werewolf uh, or a were tiger, no, 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 boy, no. It does not work. Um, but I wish it wouldn't happen because more so the 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 DM that was in charge. I wish they would have taken more time to teach me, you know, taken more time to have those kind of like walkthrough moments. Like, do you, are you sure you want to do this instead of taking yeah. pleasure and advantage into decapitating my very first character? Um, those are moments that can actually turn. I've, I've even witnessed other DMS doing this to people and it's turned people away from the game entirely. Mm. You know, I've even offered to DM games for those people. I'm like, hey, listen, that's not how D is. Um, the minute I see a DM do this, I I immediately bail from their groups from now on. Like, I'm not there mm. for you to have your weird pleasure of torturing me. I'm here to have fun. You know, if I die, yeah. if my character yeah. dies in the process, so be it. But don't, you know, you're not there to gun for me. You're there to it's there to have fun, you know. And that works both ways, too. The, you as the player are not there to make the DM's life a nightmare. You know, mm. we're all here to have fun together. If you're, you know, I fully support DMs who TPK an entire party because they're just being jerks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I sort of would say what? I would say what I like that. Mm-hmm. Like bad DMs. It's like, bam.
0: So I think this is the perfect time to take a break. And when we come back, maybe we should explore bad DMs. What do you think?
1: I've had a bad DM. So <laughs> you've never had a bad DM? So I've only been in like one campaign. So oh, I'm in right now.
0: Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the signs. I told you this. Oh goodness, you're right. You're right. I was like, is your <laughs> did your DM start off bad or progress to good? Or anyway. <laughs> Let's take ourselves a mid-break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of the red flags for bad DMs. Well, here we are in the middle of the show. It's very awful middly in here. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Well, in the middle of the show, as you know, Reaper, we have to take a moment to thank our absolutely wonderful, lovely patrons. So yes. I'm gonna start from the top of the list. We have ten patrons to thank now.
1: Whole ten.
0: Whole ten. So we're Whole gonna ten. start with our wizard patrons. So we have Bjorn Ironside, Climbing Zebra 82, a you <laughs> uh and Text and Star. And those are our wizards. And then we move on to our scholars we have Jaco Harless, we have Remington Cloutier, the Dog Indy, and Wolf the Sheepdog. And moving on to our apprentice patrons, we have Daniel and Jonathan Sutter. So, thank you patrons. You're wonderful, you're lovely, you're amazing. Uh, And in all honesty, all jokes aside, we truly appreciate it because it does allow us to do awesome things. Like uh, all the money you guys have donated so far have gone to either helping us to develop the item book that's been promised since Dungeons & Dragons Lurecast was first born. Uh, We're working on it. We're getting some stuff done. Um, It also helps us to commission art for these things. It even helps us to get stuff for giveaways like we're doing now. We're doing the massive book giveaway. Um, And if you're interested in the giveaway, details are going to be in the show notes uh, below in this episode. Um, you can purchase your tickets there and all the money that we raise for this is going straight to the critical role foundation. Um, this is a 100% charity drive; None of this money is coming to us in any way, shape or form. Uh, I know it looks weird because Sergio's name's on everything, but I promise you it is all 100% going to, uh, wonderful cause and we're going to do more things like this in the future because one of my personal core beliefs is that you give back to the community that gave to you in the first place uh we were created by you regardless of how much work we put into this or how much we do we only have the platform we have because of you our dear listeners and our patrons and everyone who shows us love and support and all you know on Twitch and in the Discords, we only exist because you allow us to. And it's only right that we give to this wonderful community in some way, shape, or form, and we give to the world as much as we can. You know, we're it's one planet, we're all one people, and if we don't help each other out, no one else will. So we gotta have each other's backs. So all that being said, thank you for allowing us to do such wonderful things and talk D D as much as we want. <laughs> so with that being said, um, I do have an announcement I want to talk about live on air. Uh, can you believe we're getting something cool from D&D? Ooh. Ooh. So for a while, we've had some rumors that some special book is coming out. And... What we got confirmation of was Spelljammer. We are getting Spelljammer now. This uh, I've 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 actually already pre-ordered my copy. Um, the D and D Spelljammer isn't going to come out, and we're going to cover this more in an episode. I guarantee it. Uh, it isn't going to come out as just one book. It is actually coming out in a, I believe, a three-part book set. Uh, let me see. I had it up a minute ago. Yes, it is coming out in a three-part book set, and um, I don't. I can't quite read. I believe it is. Here we go. Uh, Astral Adventurer's Guide, Light of. Uh, I believe it's Arx and Booze Astral Menagerie. Boo's Astromonometry. That is the one I am super excited for. We just got done talking about Boo not too long ago. Um, but that is coming. And when it does come out, you better believe we're going to be jumping on that bad wagon. And it's scheduled to release August 16th. So, who? lots of big news for the D&D community. We all thought, oh my God, they're going to come out with 5.5. Uh, what's going on? This was the big announcement. <laughs> Getting getting Spelljammers back. Something I want to talk about real quick before we jump back to the end of the show with this is with this happening, I feel like here soon, we're going to get a lot of remakes of a lot of great classics. And I welcome this because bringing the old classics from, you know, first edition all the way to 3.5 into modern 5e, you know, stylings, I'm here for it because people are still using a lot of 3.5 and 2E material even in their own 5E games because it's got a lot of great content um sure there's some controversial th- things with each one of those sessions you know seasons if you will but it's it's not that's not the parts that are being brought back the parts that are being brought forward are like the magic items the spells You know, the classic characters that are there, all of these things. I'm getting pumped because I feel like that's what's coming in the future. So, yes, be ready for that. (laughs) So, with all that being said, there's nothing for Sergio to say this week. So, Mm. I guess it's time to go back to the end of the episode. Oh, Marion chat. Every time I hear it, my brain scrambles to think. scrambles thanks to I want to see that Spelljammer to the tune of Sledgehammer. So thanks for that. (laughs)
1: Spelljammer.
0: Ah, no, I'm done. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So here we are at the end of the episode and we got two more things to cover. We got to cover bad DMS, and of course our magical item for the week. Mm. So, what she want to do first? Do you want to do magical item for the week or bad DM? Do magical item for the week. Ah, uh, of course you put me on the spot like that. I'm not. No, Mary's right. Mary and chat says you're never going to stop now. I am never going to stop now. That is the only way I'm going to refer to this book. When we do the Spelljammer episode, you better believe that's happening. And I am giving all credit to Mary now. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. So, for the magic item of the week, I wanted to kind of follow this this kind of epic moments, if you will. So, what I have is a, uh, a crystal ball. Magic item of the week is a simple crystal ball. However, the magical element of this is you can, instead of accepting a moment, okay, this is, this is the magical effect, instead of accepting an epic moment as it is, you can choose to reserve that epic moment. So the dice roll that you got or the you know, actions that you were able to commit to, you can save that epic moment and use it at a later time. However, by doing so, the moment that you choose to save will then reverse to a moment of failure. So, for example, if we're fighting, I don't know, a Cyclops, and you valiantly and epically climb up this Cyclops' arm and shoot it point-blank in the eye, causing a massive amount of critic damage, you can choose to save this moment and use it at a later time. So you can choose to use that epic climb and that epic arrow on a different enemy or a different moment. However, instead of successfully completing this climb and epically shooting the arrow... Instead, what would happen is completely up to the DM, but be personally, I would have you fumble and fall from your climb. And as you shoot the arrow, your bowstring snaps, leaving your bow completely out of commission. So, this leaves a lot of creative freedom for the DM for this magical item. So, it can be good and epic for the party, but also really, really bad in the moment. There are only two rules the DM must follow when using this magical item. Number one, the failure cannot result in a character death. Actions after the failure has played out can. However, that exact moment cannot relate into a character's death. And the second rule is the moment must happen exactly at the same moment that the critical success or the epic moment would. So, this is our magic item for the week, and its lovely little name is called The Crystal Ball of Epicness. (laughs) Lovingly, of course. So, what do you think?
1: Very interesting. (laughs) It's very overpowered. Mm -hmm. You could ponder it, some would say.
0: Mm, You could. So, with our magic item out of the way last thing we have to talk about is bad dms yes Um, yes so you've never had the experience of a bad dm and i'm thankful for that i have not yeah i am thankful that you have not um i will say i was one of the players that had their first dm be a bad dm um multiple things were red flags for me with my dm and we're just going to go through this list real quick so the first thing that was a red flag for me was, when making my character, I couldn't truly make my character the way I wanted to. And I'm not saying if you're running a game that's all elves or all humans or only certain races are in the world that that's bad. No, no, I'm not saying that because some campaigns are just that way. You know what I'm saying in this moment, you'll understand when I'm done. When I originally started making my character, I originally wanted to be a drow. Um, I understood the background was more evil, but my argument was, in fact, that um, one of the most famous drow um, that I forgot the name of, my brain went blank, Dritz. Wow, I feel stupid. (laughs) So yes, uh, my argument was that Dritz was a drow. Um, and he wasn't inherently evil, and he did a lot of epic things. My DM argued that I'm not Dritz, and I can't do that. I said, okay. So then I wanted to be a wood elf, and the argument there was, well, wood elves don't like humans. So th- what I'm saying here is that this, instead of this DM saying, I don't have those in my world, or no, it doesn't follow the storyline, it was more so... I'm going to stick to the very clouded m- narrative that the book has given me instead of wanting to broaden my horizons and explore potential new characters that deviate from the traditional means. That for me was a red flag. I don't want to experience something new. I don't want to have to mess with that, is essentially what it was telling me. The next red flag for me was. When it came time for me to get my starter items, I couldn't go through the book and use my starter gold to get my starter items. I had to get specific starter items and only specific starter items that this DM would allow. And they were simple, silly things like rope, a candle, a bedroll, some rations. That's it. Now, keep in mind, I had 200 gold to spend, I think, somewhere around there. I couldn't spend any of it at the beginning of the game. That was a huge red flag one of the final big red flags for me was at the very start of the campaign. When I wanted to go do something independently, I was unable to, the DM specifically said I had to stick with the party. And this kind of repetition happened throughout the game. I was never allowed to split up from the party. And yes, we're back. Oh, you're good. Uh, this happened more times than not. I wasn't allowed to split up from the party. I wasn't allowed to explore things. And it just was not a good time. So, yeah, that is my big red flags for DMs. Uh, and there's more to it than that. But it, I, I cannot stress this enough to new players that have a bad DM experience their first time. Don't let that discourage you from continuing to explore ttrpgs um it happens i wish it didn't but it does you know no not everybody can be matt mercer we'd all love to have a matt mercer dm but you know there are a lot of dms out there that are just as good that don't have you know a famous show or anything we don't you don't need a famous show to be a good dm you don't need all of the sound effects or the you know flashy minis or you don't you need any of this to be a good name. What you need is you need to know how your characters and your players are. You need to listen to their backstories. You need to you need to you know know what lines you can and cannot cross. You know you need to know what your party members or your your friends at the table want out of this gaming session. What are they hungry for? What's going to be fun to them? That's what makes a great DM. You know, you don't you don't need all the flashy things. Just being a good person makes a good DM. In all honesty. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that, Reber? Yeah. <laughs> From what I heard, yes. From what I heard. From what I heard. So, that's about all the time we have today for this episode. That was a quick... I had fun with this one. Oh, yeah. That was a quick one. It was. It seemed quick, but it was just as long as the others. Yeah. <laughs> so, with all that being said, Reaper, thank you for joining me today on our patron chat episode. As always, it is lovely to have you here. Um, yeah. If we want to hang out with you more or talk to you or, you know, see what you're up to, where can we check all these things out? You can find me on the... Uh, on the
1: Robots with your Discord under Coffee Bean the Husky. Yeah, that's where I'm at. It's where I hang out most of the time.
0: Didn't you say you were going to start Twitch streaming again? Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. I, I also <laughs> stream on Twitch under Coffee underscore DA underscore Husky. If you look, look, look me up on there, I'm going to start trying to stream you know, daily mm-hmm. when I can. Let's go. (laughs) So, yeah, that's where you can find me at.
0: So, uh, I'm actually going to start streaming here on this channel more often as well. Um, You can check us out here. And if you're listening at home on the podcast, uh, that channel is the Almighty Crit uh, Twitch.tv. Sorry, it's twitch.tv backslash Almighty Crit. All one word. So if you go there, you can check out some of the streams we do. You can watch us live for on Thursday nights uh, to do our Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm going to be streaming a variety of video games. Uh, the first one I think is up on the list is going to be God Eater. And then uh, myself and one of my dear friends and um, fellow show man. He calls himself the uh, podcast mascot Wolf's Uh, We are planning a 24-hour charity Twitch stream where we are going to try to raise as much money as we can for suicide prevention and awareness. And we're going to put ourselves through Elden Ring for 24 hours. It's going to be ridiculous. And there's going to be different tiers that you can donate at to make us do ridiculous things. Like One of them will be I will start over a complete new save game and only use the beginning weapons through the entire game. I'm probably going to cry that whole time. (laughs) But yeah, we're working on that. Um, As for my shows, you can always go check out. They're all in the show notes, but I've got a ton of them. Uh, You can check out our D&D live play podcast, uh, Fumbling For and the Almighty Crit, where you can see me not be an awful DM, uh, just an okay one. Uh, (laughs) But you can check out some of our ridiculous antics and uh, just a lovely bunch of comedy there. Uh, another one we have is Cyberpunked, which is our Cyberpunk Red Live Play podcast. And another TTRPG we do is Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries, our Call of Cthulhu 7E podcast. Um, each with their own respective loves and uh, just the right amount of comedy in each. Um, and if you're hungry for more lore casts, we also have the Resident Evil lore cast, which I am a co-host of. Uh, along with my fellow hosts, Ariel and Daniel, when we go through all the Resident Evil goodies. And the other lore cast that I do is the Legend of Zelda lore cast that I do with Ariel. Um, so if you're looking for lore casts, go check those out. If you're looking for more TTRPGs, I suggest go check out the rest of ours. And there's a bunch of other shows we do down there. So give them a look. But on that note, uh, once again, thank you for joining me, Reaper. You're a lovely person. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you, chat, for hanging out with us. And thank you, dear listener. And until next time, we'll see you. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with a friend, following us on Twitter at DNDLorecast, or jumping on the Robots Radio Discord to chat more with us about Dungeons and Dragons. We'll talk to you next time.
1: You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.